0: Hello and welcome to episode four of Shoot the Shit, the podcast where I interview men because I want men to talk. Today, I'm joined by, joined by Dan Jackson. Uh, he's a guy that I actually went to school with, but more importantly for me is he actually reached out to me off the back of episode two uh, with Harry Perks, who was actually a really good friend. They were uh, really good friends at school, uh, but Harry's podcast gave him uh, the courage to reach out to me and say um i want to have a chat as well which for me literally two episodes in uh someone's already said that's what i want to do then it's already it's already done more than i ever expected so dad thanks very much for coming on and uh how are you yeah i'm been? good
1: i'm good thanks for asking uh yeah it's uh a bit, like it's a bit muggy outside so uh Trying to enjoy the weather indoors, I guess, because it's still a little bit humid for me. But um, so apologies if I sweat a little bit. Um,
0: but no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, good, mate. I am really good. And like I said, we were we were actually uh, classmates yeah. and friends at school. But we've um, as with as with a lot of men, I think we sort of yeah. drifted apart over the over yeah. the time frame. And uh, yeah, we've not uh, kept super in touch. But we see each other yeah. occasionally yeah. on nights out. And people move on. People have. Go on and do life, uh, do life, and, and do those sort of things. So, I guess the first point for me to start with is, what made you send that message? That's probably the the biggest, the biggest question.
1: Yeah, it's a good question to be honest, because I think you know, I have uh, I've I've, I've rec- in the last five six years I've recently become a father um, of one and now two, uh, recently, and I suffered really badly from mental health. Um, not just from a male's point of view but a general point of view um so I, I i i saw i saw that you obviously doing your podcast and i saw i saw the one with the first with matt and um i thought you know and then i saw harry's and i thought oh my god this is this is perfect because knowing someone obviously i know you obviously but knowing someone else like harry as well taking that leap of faith and just talking about it, it it's a no brainer for me it's it really is i think you know with, with me personally, I, I suffered quite a bit in the last six years of my mental health. And even now, my mental health is affected now in what I do. Um, so I thought, what, what better opportunity to actually do it with someone I actually am comfortable speaking to about it? You know, obviously, we, we, we were friends back in the day and stuff. And obviously, like you said earlier, you know, time and just takes people apart, but it never brings them fully apart. So it brings them back together pretty well. And I just thought, you know, if, if I can do it, why can't anybody else? So.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I, again, I really, I really hope that the more people I speak to and the more people that we, that we do this with hopefully opens up, everyone's going to have different um, journeys with mental health. And maybe I think you, like you said, you watched the first one with Matt. You don't you mm. didn't know who Matt was. So that was a little bit of a, but then Harry, that sort of triggered something. But maybe somewhat, maybe another father's watching yeah. this now and goes, "You, you mentioned something, and that might trigger something in them as well." So it's all about just exploring as many mm-hmm. journeys as possible and having those mm-hmm. and having those conversations. So I guess for me is um, let's sort of talk about pre pre fatherhood and sort of like where your life was at, what you were looking, where you were at, what you were doing, and uh, we'll just sort of pick. I guess, yeah, um
1: so I became a father to my first at the age of 25. Um so um to cut a long story short it wasn't the experience I wanted it to be to be a first-time father. Um it came very abruptly to me. Uh you know I'm I'm, I'm happy to talk about it now because we're six years in the future and I'm I'm in a really good position. And you, you know pre 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 25 I was I'd come come straight out of school, didn't go to any education, went straight into work, went into the working environment, started getting into the working world, understanding it better, going from, you know, a few jobs, but then I settled at one job, which wasn't the best, and then went on to other jobs as well, and I I got to about 20, 21, um, I got, thought, right, I'm out, I'm out of here, you know, I'm too young yet, I don't want any of this kind of pressure as a human from my parents from saying what career what were you doing what 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 you're going down i think that's what i think what a lot of millennials do tend to go through um at our generation especially with obviously having the boomers and everything like that the parents have that kind of expectation of how you're going to succeed in life not where you're going but how you're going to how you're going to get down how you much money you're going to get and how you're going to provide for your future and stuff and I thought, I, I, I don't want to do that. I, I wanted to just leave. So I ended up moving out of my parents uh, about 2021 20, and lived with um, an ex-girlfriend at the time for a few years. And that ended. And then I was on my own. Um, had a house-sharing crew. Um, and then I had a good friend um, who I'm still really good friends with to this day, like a brother to me. And he thought, let's get a house together. We got a home, um, which probably the best... Three years of my life, um, and I met someone in that time as well who I was working with in the job that I was in, and um, complications took effect, and I ended up finding out I was a father about three or four months in of the baby being born. So it was quite it was quite um, <laughs> quite a big shock because I was in a position where I was like, oh my god, I'm going yeah. going forward, that I'm getting. Got my own place now. With you know, I'm comfortable around what I'm doing, like a bachelor kind of kind of thing. And I was enjoying what I was doing and where I was going with things. Uh, And then it hit me, like literally, like an an emotional ton of bricks. Um, And 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 you know, (laughs) it's funny to laugh back at now because obviously I told my mum on her birthday (laughs) at a barbecue that this that you know I was I was going to be a father, but baby was already here. So, um, yeah, he <laughs> was quite, um, it was quite a great response actually. Because my mom, she was like, Well, at least you're not 16, and then that was probably the best comment I've ever been given about news about, um, having a, having a child for a first time dad. Um, so that happened, I became a father, and then the, the the, obviously like i'm talking about mental health wise that's when it started to kick in um i yeah so no think, please go on say something
0: yeah just as uh, oh I, sure yeah really yeah go yeah, go go. yeah sure sure without, Jump in the gun. <laughs> without um just without uh without touching on some some key sure. points there which i think uh, uh probably quite important for for a lot of people so um I just want to re-emphasize this point. So, obviously, leaving school, um, a-, a levels. So, sort of then going um, after after that sort of thing. What do you think that that that, that like you obviously talk about like your mom and your uh, your the parents in that situation sort of talking about what's the career, what you're going to do, how you're going to make money. How, like, do you think that that's accelerated when you when you leave school? Because obviously, with Harry, yeah. he left and joined the navy, yeah. and that was like a you're mm. a man now like do you is that something that you feel that obviously you're you're a father now and your children are gonna sort of reach that age as well is like is that something that you're potentially going to look at in a different light now or how do you what do mm. you see about that time period because that all the way up to 25 i so i didn't leave uni mm. in 24 so like for me education has been a I've been in work for, for six years so like it's a 20% of my life it's, it's tiny but if I'd left at 18 it's it's double that already so I was able to grow through uni like I'm I'm a completely uh-huh. different man than I was uh-huh. when I left school I was I was very shy I wasn't
1: uh, very uh-huh.
0: outgoing like I had friends but I wasn't like popular or anything like that. So for me, that transition period where I was allowed to uni, essentially, which was allowed allowed me to fail and and learn and make new friends and experience different elements of life without having that you're a man now type of thing. Um, and then going into that, but still having that same same experience of like, well, you yeah. better know what's going on now. You've left uni, um, so. How how do you think you would look at that differently and what is your opinion opinion on that as a as a basis? Yeah, I
1: mean my my um my 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 parents split when I was very young. So my mum my and my stepdad are my my you know, my they my parents, so if I refer to my parents it's my mum and my stepdad. Um, my dad lives in a different country um and has done since twenty eleven. But as when I left school i I went to college, but I also went to work at the same time. So I worked alongside, my, you know, I had a job earning money whilst also trying to get an education in college. And don't get me wrong, I got it, but the very scrap basics of it. And, you know, that, that my parents were very, you know, very persistent. They were very, you know, hitting, hitting, hitting. What are you doing next? Where are you going next? How are you doing things next? What, are you, doing next? what are you doing next? What's your career? And I think that that drives children more away. And I think especially with millennials as well, I think they set, an, they, they create an expectation that you want to perceive when you're older. But I don't think that's the case. I think that people like our age should accept and embrace who they are as an individual and make their own path, not expect what their parents expect from them. I mean, some some do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not against the fact that if someone wants to go with their parents' wishes, they're, they're more than welcome to. I'm not prejudiced against that. I just think that my my opinion on it is that it should be, it should be, you should make your own path rather than follow a path. You, you, you're a shepherd, not a sheep. And my opinion going into obviously being a father myself is, you know, I will support what my children want to make in their lives, regardless of what decision it is. You know, I think... If my children came up to me in sixteen years' time and was like, "Dad, I don't want to go to school anymore. I don't. I, I want to go into work. I want to get an apprenticeship. I want to do this. I want to do that." Obviously, it might change by the time I get to that age, anyway. And I'll and I'll say to them, I'll say, I'll 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 be the typical parent and be like, "Is this really what you want to do?" And if they would say, "Yeah," and I'll say, "Well, try it then. You don't you don't ask, you don't get." And I, and I think that you kind of have to learn from some mistakes yourself before you can actually realize what path you actually want to take and stuff. And I've, I've done it. I mean, who hasn't? And I, I strongly believe that I will support, I think it's more support. That's it's the safety net of being a parent yeah. that I would want with from with my kids going into the future. And um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I won't, I won't be the same parent as what my parents were to me, but I will use the positive, comments and positivity from what they gave me rather than the negativity and try and utilize that in my own life kind of thing so
0: yeah i think i think for me um like i say technically only been working full-time obviously worked at uni and stuff and part-time jobs but is the the traditional career as in as you sort of touched on uh, boomer generation it just doesn't yeah. exist anymore you don't go and work for a company do 40 years get a gold watch and have a nice have a nice mm-hmm. pension it's just not a thing anymore and you can try and test and do lots of other things i think i was in a really fortunate position when i was about 17 so quite a oh. pivotal point in a in a school life uh, my my mom became a career changer as well so she actually went back to uni So I think that opened her eyes as well into the sense that you don't always have to have it together. Like, uh, for me, I went to university and I did a degree, but I didn't do it in a, in a job. There wasn't a job at the end of it. I think I've mentioned this with, with Connor as well. It's sort of like, there's, there's different levels to where, where you're at. If you want to be a doctor, obviously go to uni, become a doctor and, and sort of go down that route. But outside of those, Specific roles that are, are becoming fewer and fewer. Mm. I think is probably a, a fairer way of mm. saying that as well. Like, there's really like teacher, doctor, yeah. surgeon, like civil engineer, like these. They're becoming less and less sort of specific career mm. roles. Those there's there's fewer of those, and it's very much mm. a journey. Um, I once had had a guy say to me that whatever you decide to do, just yeah. do it the best. Just be the best. And whatever that looks like for you, um, I'm going to do, um, a whole series on this as well, because, uh, it's going to be a different videos, uh, of like, what, what is your best and like not in sort of reaching, um, full potential. Yeah. I think that's probably the most important, most important yeah. thing, but even now, and even as we, as, as you grow and as your kids grow, there's still going to be that continual pressure from parents, from schools, from systems that are put in place, that by 18, by 21, you're meant to be a man, a woman, you're meant to be figured out, you're meant to be going to work and on your chosen career, but it's just not the case. So, um, obviously, moving forward from that and sort of starting to build your career path in that sense and and testing and trying different new things and, and going on that journey, Obviously, a big part of that is, is women and uh, relationships and, and having a good time. And you mentioned that that relationship fell apart and dissipated, and you, you found out that you were mm. a dad after the fact. You weren't given the nine months of, of mm. what's coming space. Um, how do you think that affected you? Because that's literally a bombshell followed yeah. by a bombshell. Like, I'm pregnant is it's, it's
1: Yeah. His. Yeah. yeah. Um I it's weird because I do get asked this question a lot. Um like how 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 do you how do you get by it? How did you do it? How did you Oh, you got you know you got like when you're with your friends like male that like, Oh you got you know you've got big balls, you know, you you've done well, you know, you, you do all right there and I'm like, mm, no, I didn't. You know, I it it hit me a lot more than I anticipated. I I think it's that straight up denial. It's like it's complete denial, um, and I think it only took me till my eldest was about, I'd say about two or three, where I was thinking, yeah, actually, this is this is this is long term, this is forever kind of thing. And you know, I, to this to this day, like I, I still don't think that I'm a father. Not on the negative side, but the fact that it's like, oh my god, there's two children who are my blood out there and um you know but going back to actually finding out it was one of the most uh, bittersweet feelings I've ever experienced in my life it was oh my god my life's over I'm a dad no one's gonna take me seriously especially at my age actually you know what blessing in disguise because I can I've got I've got a meaning to actually love something in my life as much as I would do with anything um especially children and that that was it, it was it's hard to, it's hard to not talk about but it's hard to explain because i think that not many people have gone through the same position that i've gone through they you know they've gone through the nine months i mean i've done it now It's i've had it now with you know with my current partner and, you know but that's a different story um and um you know i've not experienced it i haven't gone through it and people go you know how do you get through it how do you do that and i'm like Mph. i just got on with it and unfortunately yeah. it didn't go in my favor and i got um i, I suffered from i would like to say postnatal depression but i i had some some kind of mechanism inside me to still say now nah, you didn't now nah, you didn't but i think you know let's put it black and white i think you did um and that was a very difficult period and
0: what was the what was your feelings towards um the mother like how did you was there an anger no not no not
1: at all i mean uh, i I think that how i felt at the time was a lot of remorse and a lot of hatred but at the end of the day it is what it is and it, it's happened now it's not going to change what's happened it's you can't go yeah. back and change it it's it, that's what it is so i think that i had to kind of take it on a chin a little bit i think if i was a lot younger then it would be a completely different scenario but i think my emotion towards the mother of my first you know isn't hatred you know it's 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 joy because they they are they are raising or you know co-raising my child which i want them to succeed more than what i could do and e- even now to this day like me me and mother of my eldest are really good friends really good friends um very amicable you know we we do a lot of things together as parents to co-parent they my eldest, and she, you know she's even good friends with my partner now so you know it, it, it's all full circle in that sense but back then i think i i think i got a bit more selfish than i did Than i think my emotion towards myself and how i'm going to live my own life now this has happened overcame how i felt towards them if that makes sense um i kind of
0: but that freedom yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly bill. exactly you know and don't get me wrong, the mother of my oldest was really supportive to me at the very start anyway. You know She was very supportive in what I could do. It was very flexible, what I could do and how I could do things. You know, she was there if I needed it kind of thing. So that that kind of balanced the, balanced the emotional scale a little bit. And yeah, but I think my emotion towards myself and how I'm going to get through this was overcome by my hatred towards the mother. And yeah, now it's not even non existent. So
0: yeah, uh, well, I, I'm glad that it's. Uh, mm. what, well, it sounds like a as best the best. Yeah,
1: it's the best thing bit. about the bad but, situation. That's why it came.
0: Yeah, for yeah. for everyone involved. But in that in that core core time, I can't even imagine um, like what that what mm. that would have been like. Because it, it just feels like and yeah. and it's like oh like right, because it's very hard to digest just one of those things but then yeah. I, and I, I don't this is very a dramatic version of this but yeah and it, yeah and it's thing.
1: not just also myself obviously obviously i was obviously selfish when it happened but once you've come to terms with what's going on you have that knock-on effect then of like who else is involved you've got your friends your family you know your loved ones your close ones they all become a uh, a key in this because they are now involved in that child's life as well, and obviously breaking the news to them was, you know, blessing and disguise again. And you know, it's that knock-on effect for them now. So then they're all affected, and you know, how's it going to affect their lives? And then you you start thinking about how it's going to affect them as well. And you know what? I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't fault my family uh, because they were really supportive in what they did, and a lot of me, a lot, of, I'm very. I'm very stubborn when it comes to certain things. So I'll, you know, I'll be like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, I've got, you know, for example, oh, I'm really poorly, I have to go to the GP. Nah, I'll be all right, I'll, I'll take a few, take a few cold and flu and it'll be all right. Um, So, you know, having that opportunity to tell them that, and then it kind of brought me closer to my family as well. I think, you know, me, me and my mom, um, you know, we're very close, but very similar in, in terms of how we are. So, I, it kind of I, I, I go periods of a time when I wouldn't speak to a mum for months because I'd be out doing my own thing. Um so you'd be checking on me now, I speak to her every week. No, not not just not just for the kids' sake, but for my sake as well. Um so it, yeah, I think you know it's it's been one of the best best scenarios from the worst little problem. So yeah. So let's sort of go into that a
0: little bit. Well, that, that that I guess that's the turning well, point right is that you found that found yeah. that out you obviously had that initial panic, that initial yeah. worry got to tell everyone i'm I'm a dad I' yeah. tell everyone I'm a dad what's when did that start to start like you say you sort of giving it a name of postnatal depression, but you' sort of fighting that a bit as well but how did that start to unravel and what did that what did that do for you for you from that point of view?
1: Um i mean i um when i i i was when i was in the job that I was working at at the time i uh, had all this going all this had happened i would not been in the job that long, and you know the, the the people who were there for me at the time were supportive then as well um because they were by the you know mothers themselves and things like that. And I was literally, because I, 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 where I used to work was in Holmes Chapel, in, Ch- in Cheshire um, near Congleton. And um, it, used to, it used to be like a four-minute train drive to Sandbach, So I used just drop on, drop on kind of things. So it's dead easy. And I used to leave and go to the train station bawling with tears because I'd be thinking, well, I've got to go home now and I can't do the things I want to do because I'm a dad. I can't do what I want to do because I have to take the consideration of others into effect now. And I used to just cry and cry and cry. And, you know, one of my colleagues who I worked with at the time, they, they pulled me inside, said, listen, you need, you need help. Don't, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Just, just, just ask them for help. Um, and at the time I then called, um, some, 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 some advice, basically. Um, and they told me, yeah, um, you know, you need help. Go and see a GP, and they'll discuss their options. And that's when I did that, and um, that's when I, that's when I got I got I started taking medication for it for a period of about about eight to twelve weeks, roughly. It's, it's, I can't I can't remember exact amount of time, but um, I did that, and I got to a stage where, like I said, I was starting to process things a lot better. Uh, starting taking another perspective and found out that this was quite, not easy, but it was a lot more comfortable and a lot more fitting than what I thought it'd be. And I decided to just jump off and just come come straight clean, straight off the medication because I wasn't feeling human with myself because of it. And I wanted to feel human because there was a child involved. And that's when I kind of just like, it's like sometimes like there's some stages during probably probably about nine to two like nine months to two years old there was there was like light switches clicking in my head of stages thinking oh i actually overcome this oh i've actually done that correctly oh i've done that right i feel great i do this that and it it was a slow process but i got through it and that's how i started to unravel my emotion towards it and i didn't speak to any of my friends about it not not a not a single word i think i spoke to my best friend probably twice probably in a drunken conversation because you know, alcohol speaks many truths sometimes, unfortunately. And uh, in in circumstances where you feel that way about how you feel with yourself, you know, it comes out a lot more than what you anticipated. And, you know, I think that that, that's, that's something I couldn't relate to more in my life because I think talking about it more made things a lot better. talking was just the, the best thing and it, it wasn't even like to family it was to friends and sometimes even people you don't even know and hardly speak to and it felt better it felt liberating to tell them about it
0: yeah it's um i think it's interesting that the gp's response to that and that is unfortunately the case for a lot of people is yeah. take this You'll be that'll that'll sort your essentially sort your hormones yeah. out. That'll put you back in, put you back in on, on right. But that's that's putting a plaster yeah. on a on a quite serious problem, right? It's uh, you then become dependent, potentially dependent on on the medication. Obviously, there's I'm not a doctor, so I'm not saying it's wrong, that to, to to give that. But I think there there needs to be that. There's the quick fix but let's let's work on a on a big solution as well so it, it's good that you that you manage to to start to have those conversations mm-hmm. with people um, unfortunately not everyone is either a comfortable or be mm-hmm. able to have those conversations or um i know people that have been waiting for a therapist on the on the nhs for I mean, waiting list in the NHS, mm. but yeah, it's um, it's it's sort of everything, everything with them. But that's that's the sort of thing that you need to do. And uh, Matt mentioned that he when he had therapy, he said that uh, it's it's crazy what you can tell a stranger, and uh, I, I like that a lot because I, I said to him that I was really nervous before having that conversation mm. with him because it was like, oh, we're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> friends but <laughs> all we normally do is just take the piss out of each other so this is going to be fun um uh, so yeah we uh it was it was uh, that i i felt that was quite good and i i'm, I'm glad that you were able to talk well. through to people and, and sort of have those conversations but just just keep going just keep going through the through the your journey and, and how it sort of sort of continues uh from that point really i think it's it's good to hear it in, in chronological order. Yeah. i think uh, when i spoke to connor he was like oh it was great Just, and then all of a sudden he was back back at the beginning yeah. and he, we yeah thought of other things
1: um yeah so from the point of <clears throat> we'll go probably go from when holly was about 18 months uh, holly is my oldest daughter by the way so if i have a if I name drop it a few times that's why um, so yeah when my first um was about 18 months I met my partner who I'm with now um it was it was it was the weirdest thing because I was seeing a lot of oh, it sounds really horrible but seeing a lot of women and going on dates a lot and these dating apps trying to find some kind of comfortability with a female companion trying to break that bubble of being a typical single parent uh, which is which absolutely nothing wrong with think you know I know a few people now who are single parents and they're having a better life because they've come out of something which wasn't right for them. So, But, you know, I I, I felt like I needed something in my life to complete this cycle of I'm now a single father, I've got a child, you know, I should start looking at getting a partner or getting a home. And, you know, at first I was a bit taken back because I think, you know, no, I shouldn't fall into that category of typical wife, kids, home good job, good car, good life, good money. Um, but I felt when I hit about 26, 27, I thought, you know what? I, I would like more children in the future. And I kind of want to experience that with the right person. So I met I met my current partner now. Um, and we we started talking on my actual birthday. And it kind of one thing led to another. And we ended up getting together. And we I decided that I'm going to move out um i'm gonna get a house because you know my partner now she wanted to do that also so we were like let's just do it we have a good opportunity i'm in a good position right now because you know holly's getting older and getting better i'm feeling better in myself um let's do this kind of thing and that's when we started getting a home uh the house i'm in now and it was just it was getting into a great 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 rhythm of my life is coming together, things are looking good, I've got a good life, good family, good, you know, good everything coming together as a whole. So that full circle moment again. It was it was brilliant. Um and then we, we we obviously talked about kids and we decided that we wanted to have another child, so we did, and here we are now kind of thing. And it was a perfect opportunity because we wanted to this is where this is where kind of that boomer like generation comes into effect for the positive side because it was nice, you know, set up, get family ready, get married, and you know, because you're in that position where you feel comfortable to do so. And we did, and we said we'd always say we do children before marriage because we wanted to make sure that we were comfortable in what we were doing. We could tackle this adventure together, and just not not, not complicate things. To take it nice and easy, and not not stress ourselves out and put too much pressure because that also will affect our our, our mental well being as well um, for both parties. Um, and then, yeah, so we we, um, we got the house, we got everything. I, I, I'm in a decent job where I work for the police. And um, yeah, and then we had a job. <laughs> um, yeah, which is now 10 weeks old, so. Nice,
0: lovely, good, uh, good, well not <laughs> end, but good um, yeah. start, I guess, it's like it sort of is that thing. Few things that um, really want to want to touch on there is obviously it sounded it sounded really healthy. Um, like were they were they like I talked to Matt about this because he sort of um, is there probably a similar similar stage to where where you're at now with his partner? They're sort of discussing what what their, ne- their next stage of life looks like together. Like where do they? Are they going to buy? Are they going to have kids? Like, and sort of go down that that route and sort of plan that out. Were they were they difficult conversations to have? How did they, or has it just been very easy with this with this partner?
1: Yeah, I think I think this is probably one of the easiest. It's going to sound really horrible, and there's no disrespect to my partner at all, but one of the easiest relationships I've ever had. Um, not because not because of not because of what was going on at the time, it's because of our our end game. Our end game was very similar. You know, we wanted to have our own home. We wanted to have um, our own children and to be married and just be actually a family. So normality in some retrospects. Um, and yeah, we, we, we discussed it very early on in the relationship of what we wanted and what we didn't want Um, because my partner's a couple of years older than me. Um. so we, we were discussing children and what we wanted to take our steps and stuff. And we didn't. We took it really, really nice and slow at the very beginning. And then we accelerated quite fast, not because of the position we were in. It's because we wanted to. Um, We wanted to accelerate quite quickly. And we did. And we, you know, we, we were together about a year before we actually moved into each, other, each other's houses. I know a lot of relationships have three, four, maybe six years where they're together and then they get their own place. But I think right place, right time came into effect a lot. And it, it became, you know, a great experience for me, not, you know, just learning to get on that property, like learning actual adult things in life because, you know, I've gone from prior 25 of having this lavish lifestyle to be hit with a ton of bricks emotionally, to be a father. And then between 25 and 30, the last five years, I've gone from, Single dad to a second child, house, and getting married in the next few years. So, in the space of that five-year period from twenty to twenty-five, was a massive contrastal difference compared to the twenty-five to thirty. Um, and you know, I I have no regrets at all. And I think you know the position that I'm in now, I'm, I'm really, really good. Um, and you know, having we'll probably touch on a little bit is. You know, I've had a second child now and that's, that mental health is coming back into play um, quite heavily, in fact, you know, because I know the triggers and the cues now. So obviously I will discuss that in a bit. But um, yeah, we she wanted the same thing. I wanted the same thing. And that's where we are now. And, you know, we probably want to tear each other's hair out at the moment. But I mean, <laughs> it, I think that's just typical Terrible. family life, I guess, <laughs> what
0: I've always wanted. Yeah. You get you get you get what you ask yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. I guess, um, in that sense. So, me, it's funny that you. Me and my partner, um, we've been together three years now, and we. I think we moved in. We're a we're a COVID relationship in that sense. <laughs> that we. Um, she moved. We. I went and stayed with her at the beginning of the first lockdown. And then her place ran out and she she moved in uh, with me and my housemate and his partner was there as well during uh, COVID. And then they went and got their own place and she stayed. Uh, when we left London, we it was also uh, coming out of the, the COVID bushes. Um, we made a decision that we weren't going to live together anymore. And that for me was, I felt I was me coming up to back up here was probably, probably my lowest. I probably went a bit further um, from it, but that was probably the amalgamation that got me at my, that was the start of my worst. And it probably fluctuated from there. So that for me was like a real dagger in the heart because I sort of had that we, we mm. live together. Like we've made that decision. How do I? How do I tell someone that she's living yeah. on her own? Um, and Georgina lived with herself for close to nine months. Obviously, I visited. We we dated. We did what any youthful mm. relationship would do. In that sense, we were we we weren't broken up. We were still very much in mm. a relationship, and then there was sort of last. Three months, I've sort of come back and I've moved, essentially moved back in, and we've um, continued to, to live together. But it it's never it's never wrong to live with someone, but it's also never. This is something that I've learned from it, and it's something that I'm I'm really grateful for. Is that if it's right, it's right, and if it's yep. wrong, it's wrong. But it doesn't. If you if you want to make a relationship work, and you want to stick with someone. Through thick and thin, then sometimes it it means that you've got to take a step back and slow things down. Like at thirty, I went and lived with my mom for nine months because I like I'm not saying that I we had two separate places and it was all uh, bougie and cushy. Like I, that was a real big step down for me. It's like so, um, am taking a man in his thirties um, living with his mom. But it was actually the, the greatest, almost like a great, great reset. It was really good. It sort of gave us our space because COVID was so intense that, it, and obviously other factors and things sort of came into play. But that being able to have that step away and then come back to it is what made it a, a, health, mm-hmm. a healthier mm-hmm. relationship. And when you said it was easy, looking back on it, for me, it was a hard conversation, but it was also easy because I knew that I wanted to be uh, with Georgina for um, well, as long as she'll (laughs) keep up with me, I guess. Uh, As long as she'll uh, let me stay. Um, No, but it's, um, it's just having those awkward conversations and now we have a lot of I say awkward, they're not awkward. They're conversations that you should have. What you don't want to be is that guy who's sitting in his lounge, he's letting life fly by, he's not having what he wants and his partner's not having what they want and it's a very unhappy and unhealthy relationship but that's never never good and then if you add into the pot of that kids and things like that, I think you mentioned it yourself, you said you know of single dads and single mothers that have not chosen a partner and have, have gone that route. It's all about individual viewpoints and that side of things. But to just sort of go semi circle on that, you obviously mentioned that it's, you obviously had your second child it's very early and triggers are starting to come back. But one of my questions prior to all that and prior to your second being born is was that devil, because you obviously talked about that freedom and that uh, bachelor mm-hmm. lifestyle that you were, that you were living. Has that, that devil ever sort of reared its ugly head and like, how have you sort of overcome, overcome that if, that's, if that is the case?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, actually, because um, weirdly enough, me, 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 me and my partner, we were, we were discussing this probably during the pregnancy, the nine months and also shortly after baby was born. You know, we we look we you know we, we drive past like pubs and stuff on a on a Friday afternoon after work, and you'll see these people in the beer gardens having a drink, having a laugh. And we looked at each other and we were like, even if we didn't have a child, we still wouldn't do it. We 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 still wouldn't go out and do it. And I think that's when it kind of hits home because you just look at you look at your Friday and your Saturday nights, and you go, I could go out and spend some money and be really leglessly drunk and suffer for it the day after or i could stay at home you know even without kids you know i could stay at home and and, and, and just save the money or buy a takeaway or you know just have a have a have a, have a saturday night without having repercussions of the following day and i think that, i think that's what it is for me i think that you know i i don't hardly drink anymore i drank a lot pre 25 and I, I think I think typically early twenties people would and do drink quite excessively. Sometimes some people don't, but I got to about twenty four. Just my, probably when when my Holly was Holly was there in my life. I I kind of thought I don't want to drink as much anymore. But that was also fighting against myself because I had that selfish. Oh my god, my lifestyle's ending. So I kind of was like, oh, what can I do to go out? What excuses can I find? So I think it's just I think time is probably the best answer for it. I think, you know, over time, I've slowly learned that what my tolerance to alcohol is, what I can actually do on a night out, where can I go? How can I do things? And, you know, I, I'd rather just have a greasy takeaway on a Saturday night, watch some silly ITV program um, than then go out, but then when opportunities arise to have a night out and to go out and do things, you appreciate it and you enjoy it a lot more because you you're building up to it. Um, you know me me yeah. me and me and my partner we're going we're going out in a couple of weeks for the first time since baby, and we are so excited. It's like we're having another child, but we're that excited because we're going out. We're all jittery, like oh my god, what we're we gonna do, what we're we gonna wear, what we're we gonna drink, and. I, I think that's what that t- that learning, that, that turn of the curve and tide for me was, is appreciating what you've got at home and what you're not doing, rather than going out and doing something and regretting it the next day or, you know, people spend, you know, lo- looking at drinks, you know, you, you probably see yourself when you go out for a beer to the pub or something, you know, you'll see a pint that costs nearly a fiver an now. And, you know, back when we were 18, 19, it was, you know getting on to just close to four pound and that was extensive for us so the fact it's hitting nearly five pounds you look at a drink and go you know i could spend easily 50 to 100 pounds on a night out and i'll have nothing to show for it the next day but i think i think that's just not my maturity though kicking in a little bit i think that's just me going is that my age showing is that just my personality showing but I, i don't know i mean i'd prefer a greasy takeaway and probably one beer than having 15 beers and regretting the next morning so
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for that is like you said, that tolerance. Like what does that what's after that? And usually if you're going on a night out, you get wasted. Yeah. That seems to be the culture that we have in this country. That's whatever. Like that's the culture. But what is that person on the other side of that yeah. limit after that fifth beer? What does that? What does that? What does that turn you into? And that's—it's not something that you that you want to no. bring bring out again or explore again. I've um, I've had similar uh, issues when didn't really drink in when I was in London, but we came back uh, and not. Uh, maybe it's because actually it's closer to seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have you ever ordered three drinks and got shot <laughs> for 20? Um, welcome to London. Um, yeah, it's. Um, but when I came back up north, um, it's, it, again, it seems a little bit more of the culture as well is just to, we'll have a beer, we'll do that. And I ended up drinking quite a lot. And I sort of almost went back to uni days standard of drinking, which, uh, uh, well, you said in your early 20s is, hmm. is a lot. And yeah, we have had regret, remorse. My partners told me what I've said to her, what I've done. Like, it's just not a relationship that I want to have. Is is a, a battle with alcohol. I've I didn't drink for about three months, over three months, just over three months, and. I've met up with some friends from uni, drank, but it was, I was in a much clearer headspace cool. at that stage. Like for me, that's probably the biggest relationship with alcohol. Do you? But we, me and my partner. No, 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 Sorry. it's fine. I was just
1: about to say, do you, obviously, from my perspective, obviously, I have, I know it sounds really not horrible for me to say, but I have responsibilities with children and stuff. From your perspective, do you ever see that demon creeping up on you as well, where you think, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that yourself, or.
0: Yeah, so I'm I am very self because the career path that I have chosen is very insular, so I work for myself, I don't have a stable income in in the sense that you're traditional, there's your pay packet, yeah. that sort of thing. Like it can be sporadic when I when I earn money. Um, I've been in positions where I've paid myself a constant thing, but like my my goal is never the salary. It's about what I'm trying to build and what I'm trying to do. And I moved to London with about three days' notice. Oh. I just moved, um, so that was I was just like, I'm not I'm not doing this here anymore. I'm oh. moving to London. I did that in three days rang my mate up, got on his sofa and uh that was that. And I think I was leaving as I I was leaving London was primarily driven by me, but we had other we had other reasons to, to leave as well. And again that was sort of a four, five day turnaround I was like rang the land landlord, like, you're gonna have to find someone else to live here. Um and I just I just left. So I think there's always gonna be an element of that of me is like that's how i'm going to to do that and thankfully i've had those again i think for me the growth for me is finding a partner that's receptive to it not necessarily happy with it because why would you be it's a bit mental um but she we have the conversations often of where i'm at what i'm planning next what i'm doing next so I've, I brought her into the loop, but again, similar to you, it's not about like, I don't want to be that bachelor entrepreneur anymore that uh, when Georgina met me, I had uh, I was doing all right, actually, like, ironically, but my bedroom was a mattress on the floor and I hadn't bought a wardrobe, so all my clothes were in three suitcases up against my wall. And she came in and she was like, What is this? I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm alright. Like, this is just how I live. Uh, She thought, like, I was like, so absolute lunatic. I was like, or like, I was like stuck. Like, it looked like a crack den. I guess would probably. It was clean. I'm not. But it was like, if you if you were to just picture it, there's a mattress on the floor and three suitcases. We're closing. Um, Which is not a normal way to live. As I've learned, uh, I've got a wardrobe now, <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, it's that growth. Um, I did some some crazy stuff in my youth. I've I've lived abroad. Um, me and Georgina are potentially going to move abroad together, so we're having those conversations early, rather than it me, yeah I'm off um, because I'm thinking about yeah. them. I'm already having the conversations in my head. That decision might seem abrupt but I've been thinking about it for six months and then I'm like, well, I've made the decision, now I'm going. Um, So yeah, there's no, similar to you, I think it's, I'm in a much more confident position that I'm able to talk to people. Like for me, it's always been, you're a man, don't tell people things, just do. Um, Whereas now, yeah, anyone who wants to have a listen can have a... Let I let know what's going on in my head, but yeah, we've that's probably our biggest biggest shift is just conversation, hmm. which a lot of relationships lack. Yeah. I think is is the honest truth. I've um, I've spoke to a few people already about this, and it it seems to be the biggest thing is two people want two different things. Like you said, you spoke to your partner, and it was like. I'll show you mine. Yeah. You show me yours, and they match, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, which is the most important yeah. thing. If you're two people pulling in the same direction, you're going to have your ups and downs. That's life, um, but you should make a, a relatively good life moving in, in in similar directions. But it's just about having those conversations. Mm. So I guess those conversations have started to come back up for yourself. You've obviously said that triggers have started to, to come back in now that uh, baby two's Yeah. Here. Um, do you want to sort of go into yeah. that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, you know, I think it's 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 a, it's, a, it's weird. I know obviously um, w- watching your previous pod- podcast and stuff, you see a running trend with a lot of mental health issues. You know, it's conversation and speaking and stuff. And I didn't have that kind of opportunity when I had my first... So obviously having that second has been, it's it's, it's the opposite way around. It's the opposite side of that coin. I have a support network. I have people around me. I've got my partner. I've got people, friends, you know, that I can speak to about it. Because I'm going from the word go of announcing pregnancy all the way to birth. And, but the thing is, the mental health is still the same it's weird it's the weirdest thing you know your anxiety the way you feel the way things get you down your triggers your cues they're all the same thing but they're just they're just the devil in disguise they 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 they, they take on different forms but that underlying principle thing is still the exact same um so you know i I, we baby's here baby's healthy baby's fine but you know just just in this last couple of weeks you know i'm they they do these things, babies, where they have a leap, and they'll change dramatically. Whether it be their feeding, whether it be their sleeping, their they're kind of their their routine that you're trying to get into is completely shattered because it's something completely different because they're changing and developing. So that that really does test you. And w- w- now I can ten- I can tense the triggers that are happening, and I can react better, and I can deal with it better, and I can handle it a lot better than than most. And I think that's something I think fathers especially need to have in their life to understand the cues and understand the triggers and something. That, I mean, now luckily where I work they have a a brilliant counselling program, so I've been very fortunate to have counselling, um, which I'm which is still ongoing. It's still happening. You know, I I, I I've cancelled every yeah. two weeks now, and like like you said earlier, it, it, speaking to a stranger is one of the brilliant things that you can do and it's a brilliant weird human reaction to have where you can speak to a complete stranger either on the phone or in person about your complete life and then they'll give you a question or a remark that you've never even thought of ever in your life i mean and you know i speaking speaking to my partner about it now when she's just as supportive as the counselor would be and I think, you know, that I'm still getting cues. And one of the main best lessons that I learn or learning um, is control. It's a a big word control. Um, You know, so when you suffer from mental health, especially with either being children or with life decisions or anything, it's all a matter of control. What can you control? What can't you control? How do you react and control that emotion? How do you react to a trigger that you know it's going to happen and how can you control it, you know. um, I think, you know, with with me personally, with my mental health, I'm one of these people who I do care a bit too much about things and I will always put a lot of people before myself and try and control their scenario, their situation before sorting myself out, you know, like it it can be as little as I could make my partner tea before I make my own or to an extent where I will stay up all night with with a child screaming and kicking so they can rest so I kind of had to get that kind of control and balance it where I need to take time for myself, but also take time so they can have time to their self. And what can I control the scenario? A baby's a baby's kicking and screaming. you know, you, you, you feel absolutely, you feel absolutely, oh, I, 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 you know, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, control it. Just just think about what you can control about it and how can you do it to make it better? And so control and distraction. That I know it sounds like a weird, weird one. Distraction, but like um, the gym is a great one. Um, going to the gym. Like I, I'm a massive, massive nerd, as you can probably gather behind me. And I love gaming. I love collecting collectibles. I like building Lego. It's like you know a thirty-year-old Lego. That's that's. But I enjoy doing that, and that's a nice little. <sighs> It's a nice, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a, a self-indulgent thing I like to do to my, with myself because that distracts me from whatever else is going on and it can bring me straight back and I don't overindulge or overstimulate myself with it and I can get back to normal life. So, you know, this time around has been a, 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 a smoother transition, but it's still just as difficult it was as it was. And it only took yeah. till... I think, I think baby was about four months, probably about no, four months, sorry, four weeks. And that's when I decided I wanted to get help because I thought I could control it myself, but I couldn't. And I think it's that yeah. click in your head where you go, actually, I can't control it. I'm having the same as last time. Let's see what I can do now. And, you know, like I said, I've been very, very lucky and fortunate to be in, a, in my job role now where they have a great... Um, program for counseling you know yeah. being a pol- being in the police you know it's, it's quite a very daunting you know he- heavy mental health establishment where they affected a lot and you know they have it they're brilliant don't get me wrong they're, they're brilliant so um yeah i mean i'm getting there but i put but i put on yeah. a very plastic smile with a lot of things and you know my, my counselor did say to me you know you, you 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 can be unhappy you don't have to be happy you, know, you you can be you can be absolutely feeling like absolute shit. But and you can tell someone you're not happy about it, but you can still be happy about things. Someone could tell you a joke at work and you can still laugh about it. You don't have to go, oh you know. Yeah. It doesn't have to control your life. And that's 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 one of those that's one of those triggers in my head where I'm going, Yeah, I, that's actually a good thing to think about. Um so yeah, that's where where I'm up to like present day. And it's just a case of you know, get, getting over, jumping over that hurdle of getting that first 12 months over and done with. Because personally, my opinion on kids with 12 months and over, it gets easier. So much easier. So much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Walk in the park. <laughs> absolutely walk in the park.
0: Yeah. Till they start doing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the
1: exactly. Attitude <laughs> and yeah. But it doesn't help that I've got two girls, so... <laughs>
0: They're either <laughs> or not. Hey, yeah,
1: no, their gender's not of tr- trouble, but yeah.
0: Um, it's uh, it's really interesting what you say there. I think the first thing is mental health, thankfully, is becoming more of a conversation. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of businesses are starting to, to put this into place. Some businesses are doing it really well, some businesses are not as effective as others, um, but yeah the uh, thankfully a lot of businesses are starting to put put things into place which is which is really positive to see i think one of the things the two really good points that you made in there that i really want to emphasize is four weeks in you remembered and things started to trigger and the whole one of the big things around this is it's all right saying this is what you need to do to do to be good, and this is what you, like this is how you be happy and blah blah. this is like this is how you have a great mental health. These are the actions you need to take. But it's 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 that point that is uh, Matt said it himself. It's like we can crack that and we're on, we're on to a winner. And it's it, it's just having people be more aware and more mindful that there was a point. And for you, it probably was baby being born, or just before that sort of like baby's there again. Like maybe those nine—I don't I actually ask this—but those nine months might have been a bit of a breeze, whereas most men <laughs> sort of uh, hate those nine months. But it's—it's it's finding that point and realizing I'm falling down a cliff oh. here. It doesn't matter where you are on that cliff. But it's you. As soon as you've made that decision that you're falling down a cliff, you need to get your um, my mountaineering knowledge is poor, <laughs> but you get your hook in <laughs> <laughs> and you hold on, and you might slip a bit, but it's just as long as you've made that conscious effort to go. This is going bit mm-hmm. shit quick. Or it could be, like I said to Matt, like he he mentioned a a few people with like addiction and stuff like that. Like it could be, it could be, it could be low. You could be down, like really, really down. And uh, thankfully for myself and it it sounds with yourself as well that it's, it's not spiral too much and it's allowed you to sort of grab on. But that's, that for me is, is a really important point is always always be mindful of it because it can be quicker mm. than you think and and like you said those five years compared to those five years are astronomically mm. different like you are considerably happier here than you were there and that's the same time period and those five years probably felt like an eternity whereas these five years have mm. probably been quite fun like you said. And another good point that you that you made is that you don't always have to be happy. Like and another uh, I'll, I'll touch on that point first. Like you're still gonna have shit days. You're still gonna feel like a piece of shit sometime. You're still gonna be mad at the world. You like something's gonna fuck you off. Someone might undercut you. Someone might honk at you. Someone might might rain. Like, there's lots of things that just because you have a relationship with mental health doesn't mean that you're like Hey guys, I'm super yeah. happy. Let's yeah. go. Like, you don't turn into that bloke, right? Like, don't like. It's it's not it's not that sort of relationship that you have with it. Hopefully, it puts you on the on the right track to, like you say have a healthier relationship with negativity, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to have negativity, like that's life. Um, That's, that's the big thing. So there was another point I was going to talk (laughs) about, but it's that I'm glad that you've noticed it and that you have made that decision yourself, because I think that's a, it's one is a brave decision Mm. and two is obviously the right decision But more importantly, it's a tough decision because, like you said, it's like new baby, partner, current child. There's a lot of people relying on you in that sense, but you've taken time for yourself and gone, I need a bit of me time, whatever that is, but I also need a solution because ironically, carrying on and being a man and being brave faced about it five years later could be could be a very different conversation for for you and your for your family if um you hadn't sort of found that point so but yeah i i applaud it i applaud you for for finding that um and and actually doing something about it and i hope that someone listens to this and has a look at, at where they're at and, yeah. and constantly does it and that and that was the other thing as well which you touched on as well is you, you don't fix it like your life is significantly better position than it was the first time you were told you were mm-hmm. a father yet the second time the same not the same problems but the same triggers a arose and it's it's like going to the gym or doing something repetitively it needs constant work you can't leave it alone i think that's that's actually my scariest thing about my journey into this is that I'm like I've made a decision that I'm going to look after my mental health and I'm like it's actually hard (laughs) work because it's it's easier to just be like uh, okay so let it let it all fall in but it's 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 so i'm not again i'm not in a perfect position i'm not in a great position i'm just doing okay and i think and i mean that on a spectrum like i think in the scheme of things i'm doing significantly better than a lot of people but the reason that i'm having these conversations with people like you People like Matt, people like Connor, people like Harry, is that we we're just normal blokes in the sense that we've not had mental health climbed Everest. We've not had issues like tried to commit suicide, taken up parachuting. Like it's we've addressed it, and we've continued to move forward with our life in a very modular way, like to go back to a boomer thing, like your 2.4 kids and a dog like there's no, we're not superheroes but there's a lot of people like us that are having these issues and not addressing them and I think that's probably one of the one of the things that I wanted to address with this is that you only ever see, you only ever hear the extremes. Mm. So, XYZ unfortunately took their own life. XYZ suffered depression, addiction, um, abuse. Is now a world champion Iron Man athlete. Like there is a middle ground yeah. with this battle and it's um, it's important that people hear hear those stories as well because I'm going to work tomorrow I don't know if you got a day off but yeah no, no. I'm, I'm back in first <laughs> thing yeah, first thing yeah so like this isn't meant to be like a Joe Rogan like yeah. we're, we're motivated this is just it's raw it's unedited it's just yeah life for a lot of people and I'm just trying to talk to as as many people I think Mentioned to Connor in the last one is I want to I want to speak to people in higher um, high pressure jobs, and I also want to speak to people in sort of that lower lower side. I want to speak to people with addiction who potentially overcome it or potentially still get involved with it. I want to have those conversations with that ninety uh, percent of the world, basically, rather than what you see when you type in men's mental health yeah. or how to solve how to help with mental health it's always like some american dude giving me too much motivation before in the morning yeah no
1: i i i i couldn't i couldn't agree more i think that's the one of the key points of why i reached out to you in the first place because when i saw this i thought you know th- this 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 is something this 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 is what's needed this is what needs to be highlighted this is what needs to be picked up because i think that like me, like perfect example is like during. Obviously, I know I talk about kids a lot in this one, but um, in, in when when Joe was having was pregnant, having the baby shower, having this, having this, having this, and this, and this. A lot of it's very focused on the female, on the woman, on the how she deals with things. How are you getting on? How are you feeling? Yes, I know you carry a child, but you kind of get cast aside and you get undermined a little bit about. What about the dad? What are they going through? How are they feeling about the baby coming? You know, how do you feel about getting this? How to get in that? And I do, I, and, and that's probably one of the biggest points I want to raise because I think that can happen with any scenario, not just children or parents. You know, you could be in a role or a position. You could be a police officer. You could be a lawyer. You could be, you could be a, uh, I don't know, an astronaut. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. It, it the basic underlying issue is are you okay how how what do you need to help to be okay and you know like you were saying before about about um about about the mountaineering you know a great a great example was given to me of it's like getting a pair of trainers you buy a pair of new pair of trainers now when you pop them on they might be for mountaineering they might be for running they might be for casual they might be going through muddy puddles you won't know until you actually use the trainers in the environment that you're using it because you, you just buy a pair of trainers and you just think, oh, I don't know what I'm going to use them with today. It could be in the puddles, could be in this, could be in that. And at first, when you put that shoe on, you get blisters. The the blisters are there. They're showing the hurt. They're good. You're gonna feel them. But then over time, you get you get tougher skin. You get they get better. You get used to them. They get worn out a little bit. And then next thing, you absolutely going everywhere and anywhere and everywhere to certain places and i think that using that as a mental health point of view you know you don't wear stilettos to a rocky mountain you know you don't you don't attack your mental health by not talking about it you attack your mental health by talking about it and i think you know (laughs) someone told me god when was it last week men cry men get upset men are human men are men men are as this massive you know alpha male no nah, 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 nah. I, I don't I, I'm I'm a human I've cried many times in my life I I think I cried last week I, you know when it was my birthday of the other week I cried at that you know and, and I don't really care I'm happy to talk about that I'm happy to say I can cry because not because I want to because I think sometimes you have to in, in certain positions that you're in And so, no, I mean, like this, this, this platform that you're doing is, I I can't, I can't endorse into it as much as I can or support it as much as I can. And I just hope that, you know, you get to speak to many people on opposite sides of the coins. Like, for example, Harry, who's in the Navy, or me, who's just a normal human 30-year-old man who's just doing day-to-day jobs, paying, getting a wage to a wage, having a life with a family and car and kids. house and things like that so yeah you know it's it's i'd like to see the swings and roundabouts because if you look at the mental health of it it's they are just as affected or in the same position as what i'm in so that's that's what i that's what i want that's what i want to be known i i want that i want that expressed i really do it's it's it should be we're in a day and age now where judgment isn't a thing and i'd love that that's
0: all I want. Laptop was dying. Sorry. Um, yeah. No. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm glad. And and like I said, it was uh, completely out of the blue that you, you you reached out to me, and I was uh, genuinely appreciative and honoured that it it took two episodes. Um, to To do that, I think I was um, I was actually a bit surprised at how quickly it came about, which is which is great. Um, I guess you've obviously learned a lot on your journey with mental health and your current uh, journey with it. Taking that experience and everything that you've sort of put into place, what would be your key? sort of bits of information that you would give to someone who might have found themselves in a similar situation or just, like you say, we're, we're all human at the end of the day, just a different situation but still feeling...
1: I, th- I, think, the the best, things, I think the best... Obviously learning from previous experience myself, I think accepting, accepting the fact that you're not okay... Accepting the fact that accept the fact that you're not happy. Accept the fact that you can't control certain scenarios. Accept the fact that you're not alone in the scenario. You know a lot of accept acceptability of you of yourself and how you feel. Don't speak, talk, cry out, shout at the top of your lungs in a random field. You know, take your car and drive to a drive to a location you want to go to. You know, don't don't restrict yourself because of how you feel don't yeah I... <laughs> just ex- just accept the fact that you're not happy if you're not happy just just mention it like i I know a lot of men are very stubborn and and i know, I know a lot of women are as well um but you know from my perspective you, you talk to your friends and you know that that i, I remember with one of your podcasts in the previous one you said can of have a chat and that's that's a that's a Debbie Downer. As soon as you, soon as you say the words, "Can we have a chat?" and you, you run through all this negativity in your mind. But me personally, if someone came up to me and said, "Can we have a chat?" I'm, I'm very optimistic. I'll just say, "Yeah, what's up?" You know, I'd rather, I'd rather yeah. someone come speak to me about something than doing something they're going to regret later down the line. And like you said, you you only hear about the extreme scenarios, never the early bird just starting out kind of vibe you always hear the extremes and and it's 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 horrible it's it's not very nice you know i've I've known people who have unfortunately taken their life and uh, there's a couple that i know and it's 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 heartbreaking because what what if that's what what if they did something different what if they reached out what if they did something you know maybe this this video that people will watch or his podcast sorry that will watch they'll They'll, they'll, they'll hear the words that we've said and go, yeah, actually, I should. I, sh- I should do that. And and that that's something I just want to make aware. Everyone should be aware of that. I think, regardless, you could be the biggest, burliest man or the scrawniest man or, you know, you might be confused, you might be unhappy or whatever. Just, just, just talk. The power of conversation goes a long
0: way. Yeah, I think it's a thankfully it's coming to fruition people are talking more and it's a lot more open um i think harry said his issue was not want he he's a harry's a talker yeah. when he when he gets going but he he almost didn't want to put that on someone else and i think that's a there's a fine balance but Like, like you said, it's arguably it's the one time that you should be selfish. Is like I'm going to talk, and they might not be that. They might not be the right person, and it's it's just doing that. It's like trying to chat up a girl in a bar, I guess. It's doing that the first time. Once you've done it once, it's a lot easier. You sort of know the outcomes. They're either going to go no, or you're going to carry on down down the conversation. So I think that's that's a big thing for me as well. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, I honestly really great to, to have this conversation with you. I would just like to obviously done that a little bit there, but I would like to give, give you the, the final word on it. Anything that you, you felt like you've missed out or anything that you really want to touch on. Um, giving you the the mic so to speak um i think
1: anybody who who is watching or listening to this just accept the fact that if you're not happy about something to just talk about it i think you know you know the reason why i came across this was because it was friends and i think you know friends are a friend someone could watch this video i could post this online you could post this online it could get to someone on YouTube or whatever platform it's on socially and it could hit someone where they would want to talk about it. And then it's that knock on effect. Like I explained earlier, once it's hit one of those people, it hits everything around them. So I think that if that, if that happens, yeah, that's it. You've, you've done it. You've, you've made it. And I think you you're already doing that because that's why I'm here. Um, because awareness is key. And yeah, my final word, just talk to someone. Don't be afraid. It's not irregular anymore. It's common, and it happens.
0: Yeah, it's well, it's common, but it's it's still not super common. Sure, common. Yeah, well,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just not common in the light that it should be. I think it's just a very very dimmed light at the moment, and we need to switch it up and make it full, massive. Light show of awareness.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, Dan, I appreciate your time. It's been great, great catching up with you and great to, to have this conversation with you. Um, and yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll yeah, amazing. Soon. Cheers, Lewis. You're a superstar. Thank you so much.